I'm afraid you're a chip off the old block. Can't you hold it in? Keep your temper. Run away from trouble. Because it'll only result in you getting the worst of it in the end. Your father was killed in a street fight, and it was told of him that he shot twice after a bullet had passed through his heart. Think of the terrible nature of a man to be able to do that. If you have any such blood in you, never give it a chance. What you say is all very well, Uncle, but the only way out for me is to run, and I won't do it. Cal Bain and his outfit have already made me look like a coward. He says I'm afraid to come out and face him. A man simply can't stand that in this country. Besides, Cal would shoot me in the back someday if I didn't face him. Well, then, what are you going to do? I haven't decided yet. No, but you're coming to it mighty fast. That damned spell is working in you. You're different today. I remember how you used to be moody and lose your temper and talk wild. Never was much afraid of you then. But now you're getting cool and quiet, and you think deep, and I don't like the light in your eyes. It reminds me of your father. I wonder what Dad would say to me today if he were alive in here. What do you think? What could you expect of a man who never wore a glove on his right hand for twenty years? Well, he'd hardly have said much. Dad never talked, but he would have done a lot. And I guess I'll go downtown and let Cal Bain find me. Then followed a long silence, during which Duane sat with downcast eyes, and the uncle appeared lost in sad thought of the future. Presently he turned to Duane with an expression that denoted resignation, and yet a spirit which showed wherein they were of the same blood. You've got a fast horse, the fastest I know of in this country. After you meet Bane, hurry back home. I'll have a duffel bag packed for you, and the horse ready. With that, he turned on his heel and went into the house, leaving Duane to resolve in his mind his singular speech. Buck wondered presently if he shared his uncle's opinion of the result of a meeting between himself and Bane. His thoughts were vague. But on the instant of final decision, when he had settled with himself that he would meet Bane, such a storm of passion assailed him that he felt as if he was being shaken with rage. Yet it was all internal, inside his breast, for his hand was like a rock, and for all he could see, not a muscle about him quivered. He had no fear of Bane, or of any other man, but a vague fear of himself, of this strange force in him, made him ponder and shake his head. It was as if he had not all to say in this matter. There appeared to have been in him a reluctance to let himself go, and some voice, some spirit from a distance, something he was not accountable for, had compelled him. That hour of Duane's life was like years of actual living, and in it he became a thoughtful man. He went into the house and buckled on his belt and gun. The gun was a Colt forty-five, six-shot and heavy, with an ivory handle. He had packed it on and off for five years. Before that, it had been used by his father. There were a number of notches filed in the bulge of the ivory handle. This gun was the one his father had fired twice after being shot through the heart, and his hand had stiffened so tightly upon it in the death grip that his fingers had to be pried open. It had never been drawn upon any man since it had come into Duane's possession. But the cold, bright polish of the weapon showed how it had been used. Duane could draw it with inconceivable rapidity, and at twenty feet he could split a card pointing edgewise toward him. Duane wished to avoid meeting his mother. Fortunately, as he thought, she was away from home. He went out and down the path toward the gate. 
The air was full of the fragrance of blossoms and the melody of birds. Outside in the road, a neighbor woman stood talking to a countryman in a wagon. They spoke to him. He heard, but did not reply. Then he began to stride down the road toward the town. Wilston was a small town, but important in that unsettled part of the great state because it was the trading center for several hundred miles of territory. On the main street, there were perhaps fifty buildings, some brick, some frame, mostly adobe, and one-third of the lot, and by far the most prosperous, were saloons. From the road, Duane turned into the street. It was a wide thoroughfare, lined by hitching rails and saddled horses and vehicles of various kinds. Duane's eye ranged down the street, taking in all at a glance, particularly persons moving leisurely up and down. Not a cowboy was in sight. Duane slackened his stride, and by the time he reached Saul White's place, which was the first saloon, he was walking slowly. Several people spoke to him and turned to look back after they...